episode 13, is it now, of the George and Josh Happy Hour. Well, I'm telling you, it's not unlucky because we have a real treat for you. Because we've already done it. We've already, <laughs> already done it. And we're just here to let you know what a treat you have in store. It's a really, really big treat. Should we say what it is? Oh, no, we'll leave it as a surprise. No, I, th- I mean, it's going to be in the title of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so surprise. But the treat is that we have an interview. We, we wanted to be interviewing him for a long time, but very close friend of the podcast, Matthew Barker. Or just Matthew. I kept calling him Matthew Barker, but it's just Matthew. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was such a pleasure to do. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on. Thank you for coming um, on and answering our questions so insightfully. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I know how to, um, to live my life better now. Yeah. Genuinely. Like there's, um, we won't give anything away, but you will come away this podcast a better person. Well, I'm really tempted to go and make some bread. Like, yeah. I, I actually think I will. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. So you're excited to make bread. I'm excited to read the books he recommended to us. My life yes. has been, like, renewed with the vigour. <laughs> and I think yours will be too, dear listener. Constant listener. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you tune into this week's episode, do you have any any other business before we we start the show? Uh, no, no, nothing that we um, can't cover in the next episode. Yes, well, um, without further ado, I hope you jolly enjoy this episode because we yes. jolly enjoyed it, and it's yes. a jolly good one. We are live in the George and Josh Happy Hour interviewing very close friend of the podcast, Mr. Matthew Barker. Welcome, Matthew. <laughs> oh, hello. It's great to be here. It's such an honour to be on this prestigious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such an honour to have you. Now, you've gone to, to one of our top fans, joined the ranks of oh, Nathan St. Catherine very, very quick. Yes. You shot up there, um, <laughs> which, is, um, which is great to see. And I'm glad you were. Um, Glad you enjoy it. Oh, thank you. No, I'm so glad you're producing great content. <laughs> making the most of lockdown. So, and we will yeah, continue okay. to do so. How are you enjoying lockdown, Matthew? How's it treating you? Um, I'm, I'm doing well so far. Yeah. I think I was fine in the holidays. Mm. And then it was a bit of a shame that we couldn't go back to Cambridge. Yes. Like, that was annoying. And then not seeing friends. And that was, yes. was a bit down. And when work starts, it's a bit, it's not ideal, is it? Um, oh yes, I think that is, that is a difficult But question. it works, it gives you time to do all those like things you never get the chance for. Oh, like new hobbies and like catch up on sleep. And <laughs> I can't wait food. to find out about your new hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> the new hobbies? Okay, well, I've always wanted to be able to play the piano. And oh. I'm really jealous of anyone who can. So I, so I started that. What? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite slow progress. And I have <laughs> massive respect for anyone who can play the piano. <laughs> Listening that, um, no, but I'm really enjoying that. You've taken on piano, but that's such a productive yeah, thing to do in isolation. That's a yeah. Um, also, pieces like my most advanced piece at the moment is Imagine by John Lennon. Oh, that's such a good one! I, I really like that. Um, yeah, no, I, I just really, really enjoy it. I'm in awe hopefully I'll be able to keep it up. Yeah, oh, sorry? Definitely. I was saying I'm in awe of your piano playing. Oh. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. But um, we, shall, I, we I, shall we get into I, George's I, biography of Mr. Barker? Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, well, I, um, I can't remember the first time 
I met you after you. I always remember throughout sort of most of Michaelmas, you were just like a kind of friendly face around, but I knew Mark and that like um, that nice guy. And then I remember I sat next to you, I think at a formal, I think it was towards about halfway through Michaelmas or something. And I remember we really bonded then. We talked about like I don't know, we talked about like work and school and like everything and food and um, that was the first time I really got to know you. And since then never looked back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> for our um, listeners. Matthew Barker is um, the, uh, the founder of Cambridge University Bread Baking Society. Yes. He's a very talented baker. Um, you should taste his, his sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real treat. Um, yeah, and um, a, um, a friendly face around half a quarter of Egypt. <laughs> and the world. Do you remember yeah. that formal, Matthew? I do remember that formal. And I remember George was really insightful. I was like, wow, I can see why these guys at Cambridge. Because <laughs> he, said, he said something really interesting about, um, do you live, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you live in Somerset? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. And you were like, Somerset's really interesting because people just have opinions there just because they're not based on anything. They're not based on facts. They just have opinions. Whereas at Cambridge, you're sort of expected to have opinions and justify them and have oh, this big yeah. proof about why. And I found that really interesting. That really stuck with me. Thank you, George. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Your wise words have been there from the start. Exactly. Lots of people just take my whispering, so. I remember the first time, well, the first time that I properly met you, Matthew, was at, do you remember the brunch? The Queen's brunch. That was legendary because it was on like week one or week two and you put on the keys fresher chat saying we want to go for brunch and i thumbs up that message and i didn't look back i know why would someone not expect to uh, accept the brunch so we went to queens and then we talked about like fantasy books and everything uh, that was a good brunch that is in the top that's that is the high highlight oh, of, of brunch yeah that was one of my best yeah, yeah definitely oh, queen's brunch that's, that's the only queen's brunch i've ever been to and it was very very good I need to get. I do need to go. I've been to Pembroke a few times. I think Pembroke is like, um, yeah. Pembroke. No, I don't think. Have I been to Pembroke? No. Yeah, you were to Pembroke on the last day. Oh yes, yes, yes. We were going to go to Queens, but then they were like, we're in quarantine. <laughs> 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 Queens sent us away. <laughs> I think that segues quite neatly into my first question, which is, Matthew, what do you think the best brunch offered is? The best and worst brunches, and why? Hmm. From just generally, or from Harvey Court? From Cambridge, of all the Cambridge colleges. From Cambridge. I am a big fan of Queen's. Yes. Mainly because it was my first brunch. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that sort of tilts it slightly. I have a rather unpopular opinion that Pembroke is overrated. Ooh. <laughs> it's, I know, I'm sorry to everyone listening there. Because <laughs> they do serve chocolate waffles, and they're quite nice, but it's just not really breakfast. It's not really brunch, I feel. I, and no, they're yes, very expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was so expensive. Yeah, so Queen's would definitely be up there. Also, Selwyn, that's a sort of undiscovered gem. Oh, what, what does Selwyn have? If you haven't been have? there, I'd recommend. Um, it's just, it's, it's got all the fancy things. It's got eggs, it's got sausages, it's got bacon. Oh. Very nicely presented, very nicely <laughs> served. And it's not so busy as Queen's, it's very close. No, oh. I'd, re- I'd recommend Selwyn. That, that does yeah. sound like a hidden gem. Is it a, a, an affordable price on our student budget? It, you know, it is affordable, yes. Yeah, it's affordable, so that's good. Which would, you, which would you say is the like worst brunch? Of worst? Of the one that I've been to? Hmm. 
Pembroke, Pembroke's okay. Keys, I've, I've mixed things about keys. Yeah, keys. I was expecting keys to be the answer. Because <laughs> the atmosphere is not, not great at much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but it's really nice seeing, because sometimes you see people who don't expect to see that. Oh, yeah. And that is really nice, actually. And sometimes you recognise some of the servers. Yeah, that's, that's so nice. Um, and also the convenience. You can't... You can't fault that. Yes, but then it does have in like extortionate prices. Not for very good food either, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. I feel like it has such a good following just because it offers like a wide range of stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you do like waffles for breakfast, then you'll say Pepper is your favourite. Exactly. People like that. You know, know the quality is that great. I would, I think I had like hash browns or something from Pembroke once and they were just like they were cooked just to a crisp he's off this sort of green sludge I don't know if you <laughs> green which of you like and I really like it so um, <laughs> I, I think it's avocado or something. oh yes the avocado green sludge on toast is really good <laughs> so, yeah. that's the only vegan option is the green sludge on toast <laughs> 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 Not a satisfactory one. But um, George, what's your first question for Mr. Barker? Oh, um, gosh. I think, um, oh, okay. So you're a man with like many hobbies. Yeah. I think one thing I associate you with you is hobbies. Like, you always suggest that you're doing. Thank you. Um, what's like a really interesting, I don't know, like, call a hobby that you did like prior to Cambridge? Hmm. Well, Baking was my interesting hobby, yeah. but but actually I also got into over the summer before Cambridge I got into log splitting, <laughs> yes. which, which some of you may know, <laughs> um, and that's that's very therapeutic actually. It's, yeah. it's a, I know they talk about these flow activities and that really is because because you, you've got this big sort of hammer and you're trying <laughs> to hammer a wedge into a log to split it apart and you really need to concentrate otherwise you sort of hammer your leg or something <laughs> um, and it's really satisfying and what's so beautiful about it i'm sorry i'm going a bit going a bit zen about log splitting. <laughs> so beautiful about it there's no there's no bad split i mean if you split a lock it's better than no split oh. so you just so you just keep going it's just so it, anything is better than nothing and that's what i really love about it oh, okay. so do, you do you like just keep splitting it out until you get like small wedges of locks or do you i suppose oh, yeah, the end result just like kindling in the end. Yes, that's that's what you're going for. You're going for you're going for nice smooth, but you're also going for a mix because when you're starting a fire, you want some big logs, you want some small logs. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. How did you I, get I into book, um, how did you get into log splitting? Because it's quite a niche hobby. Yeah, when I when I read a book about it that a teacher recommended, um, and it was it was fascinating. I loved it. It's about this Norwegian guy. It's called Norwegian Wood. If anyone wants to get it, <laughs> yeah. it's really it's really good. Um, and it was also had about the science of how you burn fires and how you can make them more efficient to reduce fewer fumes into the atmosphere and give off more heat because because traditionally i don't know if you've if you've tried starting a fire at the fireside chat maybe you're meant to start the fire on top then and burn it down oh, really? rather than starting the fire on the bottom and burning up because if you burn down you get to combust all the gases that get given off by the logs rather than letting them escape and that can make it something like 20-30% more efficient Whoa. while slashing the emissions. That's really interesting. So, I've always started fires by lighting it at the bottom. Yeah, because you make like a little like web of locks and then have paper underneath. They think yeah. you like the paper. So I think <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So, it's, it's very much like a lost art, isn't it, fire making? 
think it's not something that people really do that much. But yeah. probably something quite um, very much therapeutic. Yes, it really is. Yeah, and just and so communal as well. Yeah, yeah. You have a fire, and if you're all around the fire, there's something really primal about it, which is really useful. Just, just like watching a fire as well. You know, does it yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you get like those YouTube videos of like, <laughs> yes. fire. <laughs> Twenty-four hours. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a thing on Netflix which is just a burning fire. I think it's called like Fireside something. Fire fire. Fire fire. Oh yeah, that really made me passionate about fires. Yeah. Really uh, warmed my heart quite literally. But um, my next question will be: as our first chat, Matthew, was primarily focused on our shared love of reading, I would ask: what are you reading now, and what recommendations do you have for myself and the listeners? Okay. Well, now I'm reading a book which one of my good family friends, or my parents' good family friends, um, wrote. Oh, really? And it's really interesting. It's called Richard Atkinson's Rum Contract. Oh. And, and it's about his, um, his, his great-great-something-grandfather, was also called Richard Atkinson, which yeah. is quite cool. So yeah. he had the same name. And he, and he used to take part in the slave trade. Oh. And, he's, and he's, so he's talking about un, sort of untangling his family's web of, sort of secrets and his sort of dirty secret of the past. Oh. Um, which is and it's quite it's quite good it's quite um yeah it's quite a fun I'd recommend it to historians such as yourself oh, yes. um, and it's and it's really quite interesting and he really um, makes the characters very rich which I really loved um, that sounds really interesting I think yeah and obviously it's like there's a lot of stuff going on with institutions discovering their connections and links to the slave trade in the world and it's I think it's really interesting to see how people approach that because um, obviously there's like a tendency to potentially like for it to become like agendas um to have like an agenda behind it i think i um a while ago a college council was discussing like um at the moment there's like a drive to there's a project going on with some of the fellows to look into like how keys benefited from slavery um and one of the points they were talking about would be um some of the fellows were supportive of almost efforts to kind of um like vindicate the college and kind of um show them that you know they were doing stuff like against the slave trade or to help people involved in it um and it's interesting to uh, to see whether you take that line or you take a line of kind of trying to condemn the people involved or yeah. just take like a, a neutral stance on it and just try to recreate yeah. that is and it, to get like an accurate picture from it is this book is he very critical of his ancestors i imagine so i think he tries to just tell a story oh. that's yeah I think the story, t- it's, a, um, it's sort of a, a bit like Conrad in the sort of Heart of Darkness. They're sort of painting a picture, they're showing rather than telling. And I think mm-hmm. that makes it more powerful. I think and that's the best way to do it, really, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and then you can leave the readers to decide for themselves and mm-hmm. form their own opinions around it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so like that. What a multifaceted yeah. answer. I'll well, certainly be looking at that book. Yeah, so, yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but there's also fantasy. Oh, yes. I, I know I just spend my whole time reading reading history books, <laughs> um, and I, I just love fantasy. I don't, I, yeah. Which, which fantasy series are you reading at the moment? That's a good question. I'm actually I'm actually out of a series. I'm oh. trying to think of of my of my most recent one I read. Um, I was expecting loads of books to come out during quarantine, so I was really excited. I was oh, like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm going to do so many things. Um, no, but. But, but I've been slowed down a bit by, by all this non-fiction. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I just love fantasy. Yeah, it's such a... What do you think was, is it that, that draws you to fantasy? 
I think the imagination. Yes. And and I think you often get very extremes of human emotion. Yeah. I find in fantasy, and and it's 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 really exacerbating what we have in the real world today. And it's posing questions. It's it's all about imagination, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's basically it. it's a story it's oh, that's such an insightful you, critique of fantasy yeah. yes yeah that's really interesting if, what would you what fantasy series would you recommend to someone like me because I have to say I haven't read too much fantasy um, mm. yeah but, um, I'd be interested in, in sort of, mm. you know it's nice to have a series like yeah, yeah. well well for me I'm my sort of acid test of whether a fantasy book is good is how long is it Lawyers is. It's, longer, it's, it's normally better for me because the authors put more care into it. Oh, I'm yes. probably completely wrong, but I, I find it works more often than not. Anyway, so the series I'd recommend is Brandon Sanderson's. Um, Brandon Sanderson. Uh, I think the first is the first one. Word of Radiance. Josh will be able to correct me on is this. Is that the that rings a bell? That does really. Yes, uh, I think I think it's Words of Radiance. What's the whole series um, called again? Is uh, is it the Oath? The most recent book is Oathbringer. Oh, Stormlight Archive. Yeah, the Stormlight Archive. It. Yeah, the Stormlight Archive. That is, that is that's the epitome of fantasy. I think that is got very good. It's wonderful. You. It's so rich. It's so vivid. The characters are amazing. He breaks down the narrative from different perspectives, which which some people like, some people don't oh, that's like. So interesting. I found it really um, advanced storyline, uh, but I'd, I'd really recommend that. That'd be my first one. I also know you've read um, somehow. I don't know how you've read the colossally long wheel of time series which is like how long 14 books each like thousands of pages long <laughs> yes that was a great time i think that was when when i was less busy yeah. before exams and everything and i could just spend all day reading but i'd recommend that as well there's, there's always like a bit demoralizing if you spend weeks reading a book yeah. and then realize there's 30 more there are quite a few but that's um I'm really inspired to read the Stormlight Archives now. Maybe after Star Wars Day, when things quieten down a bit on my yes, front, yeah. I'll read. Yeah. But um, George, was that your question, or do you have another one to mind? I can think of many. Oh, yeah. Well, my, as much as I would love to continue talking about fantasy forever, because I really could, I have to ask you. I mean, you've been asked about it before recently, but about your bread making skills, and I think I'll start by asking, what was the origin story of? Bread society. Bread society. Okay. Well, so I, so I, I remember. Okay, in for in engineering in the first term, yeah. we had this thing called exposition, which was the joke was it was about sort of social interaction classes, <laughs> and we'd have to give presentations and things, <laughs> and we'd have to introduce ourselves, other people, oh, yeah. um, and communicate. Anyway, so we had to give a technical presentation. And I thought, hmm, what, what do I want to give it on? I didn't want to do it on something engineering because that's, that's a bit boring. And it's like, yeah. I wanted to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> so I decided, you know what, I'll do it on bread making. I can make <gasps> that quite technical. Yeah. So, so that's that day I, I went and I, I started my, my starter, which was just flour and water. Oh, yeah. Got that from Sainsbury's and I had that fermenting in, in the jit. <laughs> People were like, what's this guy doing? It's really, really weird. Um, <laughs> And then I had to go and get something to cook. Oh, and then my first attempt at cooking it was in a saucepan. <laughs> <laughs> and that, was, that went so badly wrong. It's just, I, I think there's a picture somewhere um, on, our, on our group chat that it was just, there was smoke everywhere. I was really scared I was going to um, set the fire in. Oh, no. And it's just week two of Cambridge. That would not be a good, <laughs> a good thing to do. So I started 
and then I actually got the proper equipment. I went to John Lewis the next day. Oh yes. Um, got the proper equipment, and I and I baked a loaf, and it worked really well. Oh. And then people in the dip liked it, and a few people came in. That was lovely. I shared it with my engineers when I brought it in and gave a presentation. Oh. I thought, oh no, this is really light. I love the like the community spirit. Yes. So I then thought, oh, I could do this again. Um, and then I did it again. I got positive <laughs> feedback, so I was like, oh, I'll do it again. Um, yeah, and that, that's that's really where it, where it came from. So the society just really formed around your bread baking antics. Yeah, I guess, but it's more like it's more it's more broad than bread. I think the bread is a microcosm of a oh, larger yes. sort of community representation, community spirits, and gathering. Yes, it's like yeah. when you bake the bread, you're also baking a community. Baking friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please be my friend. I'll give you some bread. <laughs> what a, what a great origin story. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. true. I was going to ask, um, I'm sorry if this is quite a big question, but it, what do you think has been, so who or what or anything has been your like greatest influence or just like a big influence on you? Oh, that's, me. that's hard. Um, we'll be able to get to the, you know, the real Matthew Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say, I remember the... F- mm. One of my, I, I moved, I, I moved school from around year two or year three, I think. So mm. I moved to, to quite a small school, a really nice school. And I remember that the first assembly I had at the, at the start of term, the headmaster, he stood up and he gave a speech. I don't remember what the speech was about, but I remember his message. It was like, at school, we have three rules. Number one, be kind. Number two, be kind. And number three, <laughs> be kind. Oh. Be kind, be kind, be kind. And that's always really stuck with me. And that's like the first bit of advice I remember and was given. And I've tried to just always hold that. Oh, that's such, so that's had a really big influence. That's such that's good so advice. Yeah, yeah. That, that really warmed my heart. I think I'm going to take on that headmaster's lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be our, our podcast smarter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh. We, we should yeah, get like t-shirts awesome. for it. Because that's like, because if you, if you just follow that, then everything else will stem from it, I suppose. And if everybody does that, the world will be in such a great place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> that was a fantastic one. I'm going to ask a slightly less awe-inspiring question, but moving on, continuing the bread society theme. Recently, yeah, okay. co mm-hmm. would you call Hannah your co-president? Oh, Hannah, yeah, Hannah. Hannah basically does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of so, the producer. Yeah. She recently made it an official society. And what do you think about this? And what, where does the future lie for bread society? I know, I was just I was just wondering, we got a fancy email, so we now we've now got a mailing list. <laughs> yes. But we're slightly stuck because we don't know how to add people to the mailing list. Oh. <laughs> so currently we'd be sending mails to avoid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so have to work on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good question. Um we could do I have been wanting to do an official spot with Star Wars. Yes. That was gonna be this term. Um, oh, that'll be so next term definitely uh, do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we really wanted to. The reason we did it now because we wanted to sort of encourage a community because baking seems to be quite a trendy thing at the moment. Oh yes, that's so true. So maybe if we made it official, we could maybe expand our reach more. Yeah, uh, potentially. So will you make it like a uni-wide thing? Yeah, I, I would like to, but um, realistically, that's quite hard, especially yes. if it's only me baking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think baking, yeah. as you say, is quite popular now. Yeah, so I don't know really what. If anyone has any good ideas, please send me a message or something, yes. and we'd be more than welcome to to accommodate you. Oh, and so yeah, 
Anthony, you'll have salt, the freshest there. You can give up bread. <laughs> we need a serious body of bread. You'd be like Jesus. Yeah, right next to Domino's. Like, forget that. You I think you should definitely. Uh, yeah. There should be bread sock at the Freshers' Fair and then Star Wars sock next to them. Oh, that'd be good. We should do a little group thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. That'd be so exciting. Sorry, I keep moving the camera around. Um, okay. I actually need to get the the microphone in the, the perfect position. But yes, George, what's your next question? My next question. Oh, um, oh. Uh, I haven't thought of one. Um, <laughs> it's quite I can throw out my next one if you're still stewing. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be. Again, oh no, no, I, I shan't continue with the bread theme because as, as much as I would like to ask about bread, <laughs> so you've got all these very big hobbies. If there's one big hobby in the future which you really want to do but currently don't have the resources or time or whatever to do, what would be like your ultimate thing to get into? Wow, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, hmm. I think, well, 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 firstly, I'd analyse, I think that's quite hard, mainly because hobbies are normally things which anybody can do. Oh, I yes. think that's partly what's make a hobby. It kind oh, of has yes. to be inclusive. Um, I think, <laughs> I know, it, it just came to me, but geocaching. Oh, yes, geocaching. I was browsing down the Wikipedia list of hobbies, thinking, oh, what, <laughs> what should I pick up? And I saw that, I was like, maybe, maybe I'll do that, and maybe that. I think if I had if I had some really exciting gems, some emeralds, maybe it's a to hide some boxes for me. I would love to do that. That would be the I best mean, geocache ever. If you got some really valuable emerald. Yeah, so I think I think that could be really, really exciting. Yeah, that's such a good one. Somebody, somebody, it'd be such a random act of kindness. Yes. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe that. Yeah, if I had infinite resources, that's what I'd go for. I think boxes of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a pirate or something. <laughs> yeah, like a pirate, yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. I've got a question. Now. This will have to be the last question just because the my phone's about to die, tragically. But um no, I... make it so, a good question. Uh, well, yeah, basically do you have any pets or anything? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's funny you ask that, actually. Um I should probably um yeah, say so that my sister's a vet, so oh. she was constantly driving my parents to get to get more pets. Oh, and, wow. and currently we have a cat. We have two dogs. Oh. oh, one of them's the daughter of the other because the old the old one had puppies. Oh, we have chickens. <laughs> what? Um, we, we we've also got some ticks recently. Oh, we need more chickens. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we've got some sheep. What? What? <laughs> I did not expect that. I should have asked that question earlier. Really. <laughs> do you know how many sheep do you have? How many? We have two sheep because oh. they were given to us by our neighbours when they when they left. Oh my goodness! Uh, do you live on a farm? Do you like sheep and use the wool to make like anything? Well, we have a deal with a farmer who comes in. He shears them. He takes the wool away. Oh. Um, so, because shearing a sheep is surprisingly hard because you want to keep the coat intact. Right, oh, what yes. we do have to do, you have to cut their hooves, otherwise they get all disgusting and, and oh, infected. Yeah. So, so I have to wrestle the sheep <laughs> to the ground, which is hard because they're heavy, they're big sheep. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the sheep to the ground and hold it in place on their, you, on their <laughs> You're a sheep wrestler. Yeah, yeah, we were due to do this this weekend, so... Oh, yeah. 
I, I hope I hope it goes well. What are the names of all the um of all your pets? Okay, you're testing me now. I know the dogs, Lyra and Vita. Oh, is Lyra named after the um Philip Pullman series of books? Possibly. Um I, I was quite young when we named her, oh, so yeah. I can't really remember. <laughs> um but Vita's name obviously lasts him for life because oh, he was once the litter. So we thought she wasn't going to survive. Oh. And then we grew so attached we couldn't sell her. Yeah. Anyway, so she's Vita. Our cat's called Jessie. I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but it does have the unfortunate effect of whenever I meet a girl called Jessie, I can't help but think about a cat. <laughs> 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 um, chickens. I think these ones were stone themed. So it's like shingle, pebble, granite, maybe. Oh. Oh, that's um, so I love how they yeah, and then our sheep are, I think it's Felmer and Sweep, which sounds weird, but we used to have, <laughs> Felmer was the mum, and then you used to have City and Sweep. Oh, yeah. City died, so we're left with oh, Felmer no. and Sweep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you make so, your bread out of the produce that your chickens give you? Well, not sourdough, because it doesn't have any eggs. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I do make, I've been recently making croissants and muffins, and oh. they have. Well, they have a bit of sort of egg wash, so I, I do use our produce oh, for my chicken. That's so exciting. That. Does bread yeah. not have egg in it usually? No. No. Oh, of course. Flour, water, salt. Does it have egg in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so... I can imagine you just, like, curled up in your sheepskin fleece as, you, <laughs> as you're entirely self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Oh, and what's the cat called? Oh, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I was not expecting you to have such a wealth of animals. You're like Dr. Doodle. A real natural. Yeah, it's quite exciting, I guess. Well, yeah, there's so many animals around. Yeah. Because I think, like, even just, like, a single dog brings a load of, like, interest into a household. But having like dogs and cats and chickens and sheep and slabs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do, because... do, do they all get on all the animals? Um, yes. Well, the dogs are actually scared of the dogs are scared of the chickens. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the sheep just don't don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> the grass. The, cat, the cats. I don't see. We never normally see her because oh. she's. She's quite elusive. She's very old though. I think she's sixteen or something. Really? <laughs> yeah, so she's, she's quite a grandmother. Ancient uh, Jessie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but they all get on I wish our cats and dogs got on better. Oh. They don't there's a bit of friction. Oh dear. Um, I know, it's quite sad. But <laughs> you can't have everything. And yeah, I suppose that's inevitable with the, the old the cat dog hostility. It goes back centuries. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, this episode yeah. has as always been such an insight into the interviewee. Thank you. I've learned a moral lesson, a lesson about animals, and I have reading recommendations. I've loved it. Whenever I talk to you, Matthew, I always come away with, like, I feel like I've got some points about how to live my life better. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But I think oh, that's really so a good nice. way of putting it. This has put a real smile, because I was very, I was a bit down before recording the podcast, and I have a real oh. smile on my face because of this. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad, Josh. I look forward to listening to it later. Yes, listen back to it. And also hearing the theme music. You oh, don't yes. get to listen to that when you're recording. <laughs> yeah. I love the theme music. Yes, oh, do, you, do you prefer the Fireside <laughs> yeah. Chat theme music or the main show theme music? Oh, 
all, all, the, all the music. Oh. I just love the music. That's <laughs> so, I'm so glad. But yes, I hope you enjoy listening to it back and um, we'll publish it as soon as possible. Thank so you. thank you very much, Matthew. Yeah.